This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Feels. Movie theaters. Remember those? No. Well, as we keep trucking along during this continuously screwed up year, some people somewhere are risking it all to get a taste of normalcy by heading down to their local multiplex to see what we assume are previously released classics because up until now, there hasn't been a single studio with the brass balls big enough to throw caution to the wind in order to become the first to release a new film directly to theaters. But that all changes very soon. Very, a little too soon, some people might say. Some might say, those people being scientists. Mm -hmm. Now, disclaimer, once again, in case you still need an update, things are very, very far from being normal. And essentially, nothing has changed over the past few months, at least here in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing has changed that would signal that it's safe or sane to open up movie theaters. In fact, in a lot of places, things are worse. Now, open them back up. Just look at the line. <laughs> <laughs> the line is higher than it was before. Mm -hmm. But as we've said time and time again, people are bored with the coronavirus. They don't want to play with it anymore. And both the studios and the theater chains are tired of losing money. So, I don't know, I guess it's time to let people back in. And <laughs> boy, do they have so much to look forward to when they return. Surefire blockbuster, The New Mutants, is apparently going to be the first new movie that welcomes people back. Woo! Yeah, that's a movie definitely worth risking your health and the health of Anyone you come who you come near to for risk it all yeah. for New Mutants, a There's... movie that the studio has held in a vault for five years because they don't know how to market it and they have very little faith in its ability to succeed. I don't understand why this is the movie. I understand Tenet. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I understand Tenet. I do not understand New Mutants. They're putting a... It's not even an argument. A much bigger blockbuster, Mulan, straight to VOD. But mm -hmm. New Mutants, they're just, I guess Disney's like, well, no one really knows that it's Disney, even though it's very public information that we, we own the movie. When they die, they're not going to be like, oh, Mickey killed me. Yeah, no. It's, it's, they're going to be like, it must have been those Murdoch boys. It's that girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah. But that's what's weird about it is it's like, this is such a high-risk, low-reward movie to put out first. Yeah. Anyways, if you're like us and you're a bit unsure about heading right back out to a movie theater, have no fear because AMC just put a little cheese in the mousetrap for us. Yes, that's right. AMC Theaters is not only flinging their doors back open to the public, they want to get as many people back into their theaters as quickly as humanly possible. So they're pretty much just giving tickets away. When participating theaters reopen, aka the ones that are legally allowed to reopen next week on August 20th, oh my God. you'll be able to check out a movie in a theater with other people for just 15 cents. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> What's the catch? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, there's a big, oh, the big catch. <laughs> Quote, the cheap tickets will be available at more than 100 theaters across the U.S. The deal, a throwback to the price the company charged when it was founded in 1920, is intended to lure customers. <laughs> what a word. Who may be worried about venturing into a theater because of the risk of contracting COVID-19. Wait, how many? Hey, kid. <laughs> yeah. You want to see a movie? How many quiet parts did we say out loud? All of it? No. We're hoping to lure people, you know, much like how when you're fishing, you put lures on your fishing line to trick the fish into biting on the hook mm -hmm. and then being dragged out of the water where it eventually dies and is gutted and is consumed yes. by the fishermen. Yes. So, yeah, AMC CEO Adam Aaron, the guy with two first names that you can trust, <laughs> had this to say about their promotion. We are thrilled once again to open our doors to American moviegoers who are looking for an opportunity to get out of their houses and apartments and escape into the magic of movies. I hope there's real magic, because otherwise you're putting yourself and your family at risk. 
But I love how bold it is. It's just like, listen, you've all been cooped up for too long. You know you want it. You know you want it, and you're going to do it. You're going to send the kids back to school because you can't stand them. Come here. Come and, you, and you want to see new movies. Get in the movie theater. <laughs> I will personally pull you into this theater myself. Yep. Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know. This could be a win on multiple fronts for AMC. I mean, they, they trick people into a false sense of security because they didn't die during the movie screening. <laughs> yeah. So they assume everything's fine, and they force them to pay that 15-cent admission fee in exact change, thereby saving the American economy. Because according to every store we've been to in the past three months, there's a horrific loose change shortage going on right now. Yeah, it's it's strange being like, please, uh, absolutely no cash accepted because there's yeah, no change. Only pay in exact change. Yeah, some some retailers are just straight up uh, giving away free items for people who use change, regardless of whether or not those people are aware they are literally just paying for items with currency <laughs> or not. <laughs> hey, if you give us uh, 30 quarters, we'll give you a product. Yeah. How about that? They are like a lot of places. They're doing it's discounts. Like, yeah, and stuff. huge yeah. discounts if you pay with change. I think Chick Fil A was doing chick chicken sandwiches for any combination of change that like yeah. adds up to a dollar or something like that. But uh, yeah, it is strange. I mean, I, I would just assume that everyone has one of those like uh, water cooler gallon jugs yeah. in their closet filled with change right now. Like they're hoarding hoarding it. This is in case everything goes as as bad as we think it is. At least I have my bucket of change. Yeah, I mean, in the post apocalypse. Paper money, yeah. worthless. It's just a blend of cotton and other fibers. But bottle caps. You know that a penny, that's copper, baby. Yeah. Copper has value. That's not copper anymore. Well, it's partly copper. They they paint a little copper on there. <laughs> I believe nickels are still mostly nickel. There you go. And I don't know what a quarter is, but that's metal. And it's worth more. Mm -hmm. But let's say you don't want to risk going out to see a movie. Which, by the way, if we didn't make this abundantly clear already, you should not risk going out to a movie theater right now. Yeah, probably not. Hey, why not make it a blockbuster night instead? What? That's a word I haven't heard in a very long time. Well, sorry, Zoomers out there. You're not going to have a full grasp of what we're talking about here because you've had it too easy. If you want to watch a movie, you just click a button and watch it. Beep, bop, boom. Back in my day, we had to walk 15 miles. In the snow, uphill both ways in to a Florida? shut up to a blockbuster video in order to rent whatever they had left on a Friday night. All it right. was fun though. Yeah, I know, most of my previous story was a lie, but blockbuster I, video. I do look fondly back on that. It was a nice way to like browse the movie selection. There's so many horror movies that I would have never seen if it wasn't for blockbuster because the uh, the art. Yeah, it it very much influenced the way. I mean, not blockbuster itself, but just the the VHS video store mm -hmm. generation. Very very much influenced box art. Yes. Uh, and a lot of movies just straight up misleading about what they're oh. about. Well, and and video games too. Everyone, go back and look at the Mega Man box art. <laughs> Uh, can you describe the game to me, please? I'm the artist. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. speaking of games, you could rent an entire console from Blockbuster. Yeah, come in like in a this, briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> in this giant, like, pelican case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool, because my parents, for a while there as a kid, I, we weren't allowed to have consoles, but mm -hmm. they'd rent us one for, like, birthdays and holidays and stuff, yeah. which was nice. And it would end up costing about half as much yeah, as just exactly. buying the console. That's, I think that's why they eventually were like, fine. Especially if you were, like, <laughs> one day late on it. Mm -hmm. But, uh... Yes, I didn't walk both ways in the snow. There's no hills in Florida yeah, either. Both ways in the hurricane. But my parents, they took me. Yeah. Uh, so, look, Blockbuster Video, it was a staple in the weekend plans of 1990s youth. It was insanely popular, popular and in the years since the company started completely disappearing, they've actually garnered a cult-like following because of the nostalgia, like both me and Elliot have, that are, is attached to just the activity of going down to the video store when you were young to pick out a movie to watch with your friends while you ate some Pizza Hut pizza on a Friday night after a long day of learning. Yeah. 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 So all those Blockbuster locations are long gone, though. 
uh, except for one. The last blockbuster, which is located in Bend, Oregon, which, uh, yes, you guessed it, it is still a fully functional video rental store location. Why does it still even exist? Well, for a while there, the only surviving blockbusters were in remote locations that didn't have access to decent internet or were vacation towns where people might want to rent something because their vacation home only had a DVD player or something like that. And always terrible internet at these vacation homes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally one of our favorite weekend spots in Southern California, Big Bear Lake, actually still had a blockbuster up until just a few years ago. And uh, yeah, you could have still seen its skeleton and its logo sunburnt into the side of the building fairly recently. Yeah, it was... uh, I remember... Being a grown ass man and seeing that blockbuster on like ski trips, being like, mm-hmm. huh, how about that? Yeah. Little did I know I could have visited it one last time, but I never did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I don't, I think they were all basically like, like, Blockbuster, the company, I think essentially became the intellectual property holder for just like the, the logos, the logo yeah. and like the, the equipment, but like that's it. And it every, was owner operated. Yeah. It, yeah. It became like a franchise business. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like we said earlier, simply because the last. Blockbuster is the one in Bend, Oregon. It has this kind of weird protected status, like some sort of capitalist historic monument to failure and obsolescence. It's the white rhino (laughs) of 90s era American business. Exactly. Uh, Side note, at some point, Blockbuster had the chance to buy Netflix and they passed on it. Yeah. So they kind of deserve what what they had coming to them. Uh, Anyways, now though, that one up in Bend, Oregon... At least for a few days, people can grab the keys of the last blockbuster, call it their own, and settle in for a weekend of movies right there in the middle of the shop because the last blockbuster is going to be available as an Airbnb. Now, before you get your hopes up, there's a few stipulations here. Most notably, you have to be a local to the area in order to book it. Oh. Well, I think it's cool. I know some people in Bend. I hope they sign up. Yes. uh, Here's the listing. Hey, Deschutes County residents. Dust off those membership cards for a sleepover inside the world's last blockbuster. When you call dibs on this stay, you're booking a night back in the 90s. But this time, you won't have to beg your parents to rent the latest horror flick. We'll give you the keys to the entire store. On August 17th at 1 p.m. Pacific, we're inviting movie lovers from the area to request to book one of these three one-night stays that will take place on 918, 919, and 920 for up to four people. Damn, Mm -hmm. it continues. As the last standing location in the world, our blockbuster store is an ode to movie magic, simpler times, and the sense of community that could once be found in blockbuster locations around the world. Over the past few months, we've been missing the regular visits from friends, neighbors, and tourists from around the world. So we're opening our store to three quarantine pods of Deschutes County guests for a socially distanced movie night, just like those of decades past. Whether you want to stay up until sunrise or pass out on the couch, We've created the perfect space, complete with a pull-out couch, bean bags, and pillows for you to cozy up with new releases from the 90s. Crack open a two-liter of Pepsi before locking into a video game, charting your future in a game of MASH, or watching movie after movie. But be wary of reciting Bloody Mary in the staff bathroom off the break room, as you just may summon the ghost rumor to haunt the store. And help yourself to some nerds, raisinets, and popcorn. Heavy on the butter, but make sure you save room for a couple slices. And remember, the store is all yours for the night. So let loose, blast the boombox, and wear your favorite 90s denim so that you feel right at home in another era. And uh, the design of it, I mean, it is, they went all out with the 90s aesthetic. They even have, like, the old Doritos bags yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, Not going to be any pulling out on that pull-out couch. <laughs> no, I am cream-pieing whoever's there. Bring a blacklight down to the <laughs> 90s blockbuster Airbnb. A lot of weird fetishists are going to be all over this one. Yeah. We're going to watch a horror movie with some boobs in it and get down to business. Yeah. So they go on to indicate that the whole place will be cleaned and sanitized. There you go. 
after your group checks out and that once the Airbnb experience is over with, people who would just like to see the whole setup can do so for a limited time. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a unique experience. And I mean, aren't we all looking for a little something to help us relax and remember the good times these days? Well, if you'd like to relax a bit in the comfort of, of your own home, then today's sponsor, Feels, might be right up your alley. Mm -hmm. Feels is a better way to feel better. Their premium CBD will keep your head clear and help you feel your best and has proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Do you experience stress or have anxiety, chronic pain, or have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You're not alone. Many of us do. It's uh, a sign of the times, mm -hmm. sleeplessness and anxiety, to say it lightly. But uh, Feels helps us, and it can help you too. It's great. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. All you do is place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, no hangover, no addiction. So join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash newsdump and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S dot com slash newsdump to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash newsdump. Now back into the news with an update, a uh, quick update from yesterday's episode. And if you're not fully caught up on the whole Epic Games Fortnite versus Apple drama, and uh, please do yourself a favor and uh, head over to the latest episode of Tech News Day for a full rundown of everything that's transpired over the past 48 hours or so, because there's a hell of a lot of stuff going on, mm -hmm. and it gets updated frequently. Basically, Epic is battling it out with Apple because of what they view as unfair commissions that they're forced to give Apple for every single purchase that a user makes within the mobile version of Fortnite. There's more to it than that, but that's the quick and dirty version. Well, the latest news, and news that should really come as no surprise, is that they're suing Google, too. Yeah. So we, we updated our video right before we filmed it yesterday to add that in addition to being kicked off of Apple's App Store, the Fortnite app was also banned from Google Play, uh, the store as well. Epic Games was very quick to file a lawsuit against Apple, but it took a few more hours before uh, they launched their attempt at a legal assault on Google as well. So now they're literally at war with two of the biggest tech companies in the world over a 30% cut to their profits. Uh, the noble goal here being that winning this legal battle would set a precedent for all app developers, big and small. Yeah. Uh, much like their lawsuit against Apple, the suit against Google alleges that Google's payment restrictions on the Play Store constitute a monopoly and thus a violation of both the Sherman Act and California's Cartwright Act. Uh, so yeah, again, this is going to be a constantly updated story that will almost certainly take months to play out. So in the meantime, you just sit back and you watch. But hey, you know something that no one is sitting back to watch, Elliot? Quibi. Quibi! Yeah. Yeah, it's still around, although you'd be forgiven for, you know, its existence slipping your mind now that the very extensive free trial has been out for over a month, or you can't use it since uh, July when it ended. That just left forgetful people with expendable income. And the only people still signed up are people who signed up and then died of COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's going to charge them until there's yeah, nothing left. Their family hasn't cleared up their finances. Yet. Also, there's a couple people, I think T-Mobile was the biggest one that had a deal where you get Quibi for a year or something. Uh, a, a rare misstep in the history of Jean Leger. Yeah. Um, but the now Emmy-nominated mobile-first video platform, it still has a few tricks up its sleeves, apparently. And uh, they're going to do something that we never thought possible pour a bunch of money into marketing their actual shows instead of the platform itself. Oh my gosh, people want to watch content, not just hear about Brands. the fact that an <laughs> app exists. Yeah, crazy yeah. concept. So this is from Deadline. 
As it looks for a rebound after a pause for reassessment, new third-party research provided a deadline shows the startup is starting to blow the trumpets again. Only in a different key. Womp womp. The focus of this new marketing appears to be more on individual shows or episodes rather than overall consumer awareness of Quibi as a platform. After spending $22.2 million on TV ads from March 15th through April 30th, Quibi turned off the spigot, laying out only $543,000 in June. Though through April and May 2020, Quibi was uploading less than a video per day to YouTube with a total of 51 videos, an average of 0.84 per day. But in June, July, and August to date, Quibi posted 92 videos, an average of 1.39 per day, Tubular Labs found. Those videos racked up 186 million views on YouTube, or 35% of the year's total so far. Now... It definitely needs to be noted, however, that if you do want to torture yourself by heading over to Quibi's YouTube page, you'll see that there's a ton of uploads getting absolutely abysmal views. Mm. Maybe a few hundred here, a few thousand here, not a lot, not even cracking 5,000. And the videos that are getting millions of views or even, you know, I guess 100,000 views is impressive for Quibi. Those are trailers and clips that are clearly being used with Google's ad service, which places those videos in front of other YouTube videos as ads. They're just on their on their channel because they needed mm-hmm. to be uploaded somewhere so they could be used as ads. That provides Quibi with those massive view numbers and also gives Quibi a baseless metric for success. You see? And it's easy to tell that these are nothing more than videos whose views are paid for by the company because you can just take a look at the engagement. Videos with millions of views have just dozens or at on the high level, a couple hundred likes or dislikes. Mm. There's no engagement and there's few, if any, comments. That is not natural engagement or natural interest in the product. It's just they're paying to put numbers on these videos. It is a baseless metric that they're putting, no doubt, into many slideshows. And also, it was incredibly depressing to hear that in 45 days, 45 days, they spent $22.5 million just on advertising. for what? Exactly. Quibi ain't happening, guys. But there might be hope if you, you know, there's another brand that I could see Quibi teaming up with Combining forces, and that's Ven. No, Quibi okay. and Ven joining forces. I, I will Come say, uh, Ven, despite that it's not for me, it's definitely like a Nickelodeon version of G4. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, rose-colored glasses. G4 was also directed, targeted as for teens. Yeah. But uh, Ven, it's fine. And it's doing decent numbers on Twitch. Yeah, it's doing like doing right. seven or 8,000 live viewers. Will that make them enough to make up for the forty so million dollars that ben they spent? Should buy Quibi. Yes, as ben I think is, Ben is clearly a more valuable product. And then they they get a bunch of free programming. Well, yeah. not free, but uh, pennies on the dollar programming that is done by professional studios. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Ben's doing okay. I don't want to hate on them again, uh, but I don't think the numbers are going to make up you know millions upon millions of dollars. Uh, That's some big sets. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of pathetic. HBO Now, in an attempt to appear not racist or something, are now adding a disclaimer in front of blazing fucking saddles of all movies. Are we really just as lost (laughs) as a society when you have to put a warning in front of a Mel Brooks comedy? I guess so. Here we are. We need to be explaining what comedy and satire even are as a warning before a movie that literally mocks racist people as morons, idiots, and generally terrible people. Uh, anyway, per deadline, <laughs> yeah. 
HBO Max has added yet another informative introduction to one of its titles. When Blazing Saddles hit the network's new platform on July 28th, the Mel Brooks film kicks off not with its opening sequence, but rather an introduction by University of Chicago professor and TCM host Jacqueline Stewart. The intro, in which the silent Sunday night's host provides social context to the 1974 Cleveland Little Gene Wilder comedy, is similar to the disclaimer in front of Gone with the Wind. This movie is an overt and audacious spoof on classic Western, Stewart says in the newly added intro. It's as provocative today as it was when it premiered back in 1974. We should point out that uh, two very different distinct reasons why yeah. between Gone with the Wind and Blazing like, Saddles. Gone with the Wind is like racist, not on purpose. <laughs> it was because Blazing, it was made in the 30s. Yeah, like Gone, and it, Gone and with the Wind's like actually a racist movie. <laughs> yeah. And like Blazing Saddles is a movie that has a lot of like Bad words. has a lot of racism in it, but yes. it is a very anti-racist movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, anyways, this continues. Uh, the TMC notice not only provides context to some of Brooks' characters, but also informs audiences about the director's spoofing ways. Stewart highlights the director's later genre satires, including Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> which clearly mocks, uh, you know, creatures that are stitched together. Yep. Medical cases. Yep. Uh, high anxiety, which mocks uh, people who have mental anxiety disorders yeah. or mental health patients, anything yeah. like that. And then Spaceball, which mocks Star Wars nerds. That's right. It's just context. unforgivable. <laughs> we got to put context around it. Yeah. Uh, she continues the prelude saying that the race-centered comedy features racist language and attitudes throughout. Quote, those attitudes are espoused by characters who are explicitly portrayed here as narrow-minded, ignorant bigots, Stewart adds. The film's real and much more enlightened perspective is represented by the two main characters, which she's not, yeah, it's, she's it's putting accurate true. context around it. It's just like, I mean, I guess if you're like a, a, a 13 or 14 year old edgelord who like is like, yeah. hey, he said it. <laughs> my dad said they said the N word in this movie. I mean, yeah, it's like, it sucks, but there, I mean, it is like uh, one of the most disappointing things is the fact that like American History X is extremely popular as a movie for like the actual, wrong reasons for actual like Klansmen and white supremacists they fucking love that movie mm -hmm. even though it's a very anti-racist movie so yes. I mean I don't know whatever it's kind of yeah it's kind of weird it's just like I don't know when, when you think about the stuff that that's been that this has been put on before like cartoons that used you know, racial stereotypes mm-hmm Kind of on purpose, not like yeah. not like making fun of the people making fun of it. Yeah, like but on purpose. Racist. Yeah, that that needs a little bit of context of being like, hey, it was a it was a moment of the times or whatever, mm -hmm. and obviously you shouldn't accept this now. Blazing Saddles was literally mocking racists. Yeah, and I can't imagine anyone. Well, I guess I'm wrong. I was gonna say I, I guess I can't imagine anyone not like watching this and being like. Ah, the racists were really funny in this. Yeah. Isn't it great? But then again, you have people who think that Heisenberg is the good guy and like watch Skyler's Scarface. such a bitch. <laughs> Scarface because uh, Tony Montana's yeah. so badass. Mm -hmm. and, so I guess uh, we're wrong too. Maybe maybe we do yeah. need the disclaimer. I mean, if just make a, a make a whole whole movie explaining the, the context of Blazing Saddles because it is fascinating. It did yeah. pretty much single-handedly end the Western genre. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Mel... Mel Mel Brooks eviscerated the Western genre so thoroughly that they stopped making Westerns after Blazing Saddles for like 20 years. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, watch our latest episode of Tech News Day right over here if you want the full rundown on the Apple versus Fortnite drama along with a bunch of other stuff. And also watch the most recent episode of uh, Weekly Weird News because 
the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally is still happening, and it is the final biggest weekend and ever. It's it was, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the biggest weekend this weekend. So if you want to watch the webcam, now's the time to do it. People are <laughs> well. We'll see the if someone's cam. operating it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, check those out, and we'll see you very soon for a new episode of Weekly Weird News. Bye. Bye.